Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today's conversation is one of those pinch me moments for me and Steph. Our guests are both best selling authors, international speakers, and have co written a book together titled Ask. That would be Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. Now, Mark has been described as the world's greatest selling author, and in 1993, with Jack Canfield, he co founded the brand Chicken Soup for the Soul. And over the past 30 years, they have now sold over 500 million copies of the book. Just crazy. And Mark and his wife were kind enough to say yes to tell us a good story. Can't wait for you to hear this conversation with our new friends, Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Steph? I'm so excited. Okay, I can't believe we're talking to them. I mean, I grew up reading these books. And her, she should be like Miss Universe. She's gorgeous. Well, I intentionally did not show you a picture of her I pro- ahead yeah, of this that probably, conversation. That probably made me nervous. <laughs> I'm like, oh, should I like, should I do my hair? Should I? Would you have dressed differently? I probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, our next guests are best-selling authors and international speakers. She is an entrepreneur and has her own coaching practice. He co-founded the brand Chicken Soup for the Soul and has written or co-written 59 New York Times best-selling books. And together, they wrote the book titled Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. Oh, you guys, welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here with you two. You're so much fun. So first off, Thank you for saying yes to us. Yes. And I need both your help. Yes. Because one of the things I struggle in life is getting a yes sometimes out of my wife here. So here's how this works. Our conversation, I will be like, Steph, I was wondering. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. That's how this goes. So Mark and Crystal, what am I doing wrong? Because I'm obviously, I'm asking the wrong way or something. Can you please help me? Okay, so I think sometimes before we ask, we need to ask more about what they want, what's important to them, because so often when we're asking something, especially like in sales, or even to our spouse, we're kind of selling them on something, right? And um, you have to really find out what's important to them. So it's like, Steph, what's important to you around this? You know, what it, when you start to use probing questions for someone before you ask them for something, chances are you're just going to understand how to get to their heart, how to get to what they want. Because if you can reach what they want, then you're going to get your request granted. It's pretty magical. See, I would say yes to Crystal. Just hearing <laughs> you- that. I'm like, yes, exactly. <laughs> right. It's like, Steph, would you like this corner to yes, be Crystal, like, that's all I needed. facing, facing the, the sunset so you can have like a cup of tea here? You know? <laughs> and then you start asking. <laughs> One little point, it's, it, the law, everybody knows the law, asking you'll receive, but most people don't understand that's two parts, ask and then receive. You got to be in a receptive mode. 
Like when we pray and meditate for an hour a day, at the start of our day, we launch the day by seeing that everything is going to fall wonderfully. And we visualize you guys, but you guys are better than ever. You guys are <laughs> oh, good. Plus, plus, plus. You are. <laughs> hey, and this is, this is caffeine-free stuff. So I, I can't imagine what... The caffeinated stuff would be probably wouldn't be good. No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. No. She's a fireball already. I, she is. All right. So, of course, when we look at both of you, you're both very accomplished, mm-hmm. very successful, but you both have stories of perseverance, right? And so, Crystal, I want to start with you before we go to Mark. Can you share with listeners kind of what your life was like in your 20s, right? Because yeah. you're, you have a baby, you're recently divorced, you're living off of food stamps, yeah. right? What I mean, you did to overcome some of these life obstacles, which are incredibly challenging. Yeah, it was pretty insane, actually, because I was one of those kids in high school, you know, high school, super easy for me. Uh, I had a boyfriend who was five years older. So I accelerated my curriculum. I graduated at age 16 got married to him with like no plan. A year and a half later, I'm in a new city with a baby on my, well, it was like actually two years later, but baby on my hip, no family, no friends. Honestly, you guys know, no plan, no idea what I was going to do to support myself. And so the only thing I could think of was like apply for food stamps so you don't starve. So I did that. And I remember standing at the grocery counter that day, ready to exchange my food stamps for food and diapers. And all of a sudden, a question dropped into my mind. First, for two questions. First one was, how did I get here? And then this other question that was like a moment of truth question that came from somewhere from God, my higher self, you know, maybe my grandfather going, <laughs> but it was like, are you doing the best you can to get out of this? Or are you taking the easy way out? And it's like, I knew the answer. I knew I wasn't doing the best I could. I didn't even know what, what that was, but I knew this wasn't it. So by the time I handed her my food stamps, I'm thinking in my mind, this will be the last time this ever happens. And I went home and I'm like, I'm never doing, I'm never applying for the food stamps again. And I was like, so what do I do? And I realized I didn't have any answers, but I had questions. So I'm like, who would hire me? What could I do to make money tomorrow? <laughs> you know. And as I start asking these questions, bam, this thing drops into my mind. This thing I'd heard on the radio sign up for Kelly services, temporary services, you know, get work tomorrow. So I'm like, I'm calling them up. I look them up in the phone book, call them. They said, fill out the paperwork and we'll start sending you these jobs. You can say yes or no. So I start getting all these interesting jobs, like working at convention centers when conventions were coming through, doing set, you know, doing sales or setting up booths at malls and working for entrepreneurs. And I started learning so much about business. Like, wow, someone can just get an idea, start a company, and have a business. This is the coolest thing, right? So, and I, I also, somebody hit me up and said, you should do some modeling. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I'll just go in there and ask. So I got an appointment, walked in there. They made me read some lines. I kind of stumbled through the lines, walked down the runway, act like I knew what I was doing. And miraculously, they signed me. So I made enough money to put myself through the temporary jobs and the modeling, put myself through real estate school because I like sales. So a year and a half from that time, that moment that I'm turning over the food stamps, I was now working for the biggest home builder in our valley, and I became the number one realtor. And I had gotten um, cast in a couple of national television commercials. So I was getting residual income off those commercials. I did a close-up toothpaste. I did a Marabank. I did some others, Molson Golden Ale. And checks started coming in. And when they when you make a certain amount of money, you kind of have to join the Screen Actors Guild. Oh, right. You know, so 
they they have the best insurance, especially back then. They sent me one day this insurance package shows up and it's like, oh, you've qualified for this insurance. It's like full coverage, the best insurance, like n- no deductible, cover everything for me and my little boy. <laughs> this is heaven. And I would think back to that moment where it's like, I could have just kept going down into my own victimhood, like I'm young, I'm alone, you know, someone should help me or that question changed everything. Like, are you doing the best you can or are you taking the easy way out? And it's kind of like, how honestly are we going to answer our own questions? Right. Mm. I think post COVID, like people are just staying home. They don't have that passion anymore, that drive to persevere and make something of themselves. So that story was amazing. I love that. Steph, what's most important to you when it comes to building a new home? Okay. I want a builder who's an expert in what they do, is going to be honest with me, and cares about even the smallest of details. Well, thankfully, we know just the builder. You know it. It's Jay and Connie Luby with Luby Companies. Friends, don't just take our word for it. Go check out their website at lubycompanies.com. That's L-U-E-B-B-E companies.com. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Well, Mark, moving on to you. I didn't know this about you, but you went from bankrupt, almost suicidal, to selling a half a billion books. In one day. (laughs) Right. Within 24 hours, Mark did all this. Like, that was a wild day. Tired of you. So can you share your story then about perseverance and going from bankrupt to award-winning author? Thank you. My bankruptcy is my best, worst experience. I've been in graduate school with Buckminster Fuller, who invented lots of stuff. But my mistake was I thought I was smart and I was trying to be Bucky, Dr. Fuller, and and Einstein's best student. And it was a dumb idea. But I'm doing $40,000 a month worth of buying plastic to build Wall Street Racket Club. I'm, I'm 26 and I'm smoking in New York, eating at the top of the sixes. It was good. Problem is the oil embargo hit. And they said we didn't have any oil. Now, that wasn't true then, and it's not true now. The point is, Monsanto, which was distributing PVC, they said no more for you. And in one day, I'm... Really? Yeah. So Cut off. For six months, I want to. I don't know what to do. And I asked Big G. I said, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And I'm sleeping in a, in a sleeping bag in front of another guy's room out in Hicksville, Long Island, New York at $100 a month. So it was... I was not styling and profiling anymore. I promise you that. <laughs> Bankruptcy courts took everything. I checked out a book out of the biggest library in the world at the time, New York Public Library, How to Go Bankrupt by Yourself. <laughs> you know, because what we're teaching about ASK to GET, if you ask the wrong, whatever you ask for, you're going to get ultimately and inevitably. If you ask to go bankrupt, God will go, okay, go bankrupt. If you ask to be a millionaire, a billionaire, you know, God doesn't care. It's God gives you the whole universe. So, I say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And he didn't answer the way I thought. He said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to talk to people that care about things that matter that make a life-changing difference. And I thought, oh, wow, that's cool. So next morning, I'm at breakfast in Hicksville, Long Island, New York with my three roommates. I say, you guys know somebody young that's speaking that's not a Broadway star, not a celebrity, not a cotton top, meaning old, somebody I can relate to, not a doctor, a lawyer. And I say, yeah, yeah, this kid here, 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 here. Here's my ticket. Go see Chip Collins. He's probably 10, 20 years older than you, but... He's talking to 500 people in real estate, and real estate was in the tubes. But he made them laugh, cry, decide to change their life. I go up to him at the end, and I ask, I say, may I ask you out to lunch? He said, look, his voice was burned out. There's no microphones in the old days, no electric microphone. So he said, hey, what do you want, kid? I said, 
I want to do what you do. He said, one in a thousand chance you could do it. That ain't going to work. Go do some real work. Long story short, he tells me what the four things to sell, but sell to life insurance business, a bottomless pit. I ended up doing four talks a day. And and people said, man, you're the best storyteller ever. Do you have it in the book? So I do the first book, which is wonderful. Stand up, speak on when I sold 20,000 copies at $10 each. That's $200,000. That's like two million today. Right. This is 1975, and I'm going. Wow. Oh, man, I have done it. I got me a <laughs> car. I got me Corinthian leather. I have arrived. Now, long story short, Jack and I meet in about uh, 1987. We fell in like with each other. Decided to do the book. There's lots of little appendages to it, but uh, we wrote a little three by five card, which everybody needs to do. And it says, "I'm so happy and glad. I'm going to sell a million and a half in a year and a half. We sold a million three. You look at it four times a day. This is how the mind works. God says, write a thing, make it clear. It'll be established on you. We had it written down. He signed it. I signed it. The, eight, the publisher signed it after we got t- turned down 144 times. I also said, hit the road, Jack. Anyhow, so we sold a million three the first year. And then I said, well, let's write down five million. What the heck? And we did five, and then we did 10, and then we did 15 million a year. And now we've done, like you said, 59 times number one New York Times. I've written 318 books. And um, we came up with Ask, and, and somewhere along the line, I hope you ask about the original story that Crystal wrote about Fable and Michaela, which is about to become a movie. Mwah. Is it really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That okay. is fantastic. I so want to talk to you about that, by the way. For sure. So when you started Chicken Soup for the Soul, what were some of the things you did to get the book out there? Because I was reading some stuff where you're going to gas stations. You're going wherever you can to just get this book in people's hands. Do you have any good stories from, I guess, those days, Mark? Tell Charlie Green story, would you? Oh, okay. You want me to tell? Well, yeah, because it's about you, so you don't want to say it. But Charlie Green, when we were writing this book, this guy named Charlie Green wrote, and he goes, Mark, I was just recalling this amazing day when you were trying to get your chicken soup book off the ground. You came to speak at our church, and it was like a mega church, and he goes, you gave the best talk that day, and we were all just in love with you. And then he goes, then you stood up, and you waved this manuscript around, and you're like, this is my manuscript. It's going to be called Chicken Soup for the Soul. And we can't get it published. No one wants to publish it. But, you know, I'm going to ask you guys to pray with me today that we'll get this published. So everybody prayed. And he goes, okay, now I'm going to ask you one more thing. I'm going to pass out these order forms. And if you'll put your credit card down, I'm going to send you this book when it gets when it gets published. And Charlie goes, I thought it was the craziest ask I've ever heard. He goes, but I looked around and Everyone was filling out that. Really? What? It's their credit card for a book that didn't exist yet and wasn't even published. And he goes, talk about a bold ask. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. And look what happened. Mark, I'm shocked the pastor didn't just pull you off stage right then. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Most pastors like me because I've done a book already called The Miracle of Tithing, which businessmen look at and say, what's a miracle of tithing? And I said, you've been tithing lately. (laughs) And and, and the, the, the reason... You didn't ask, but reason we sell more books than anybody alive is is simply we tithe in every book, and that opens up the windows of heaven. And I I know that you'd ask me to talk to that a little bit, so it, it's that simple. And and we love the whole church market and all the people. And, and right now we're trying to get people to be more Godful. Uh, Jefferson said, "Look, if my candle's lit and yours isn't, just light yours and mine. Don't take anything from mine. It makes the world full, full brighter." With Chicken Soup for the Soul, how did you come up with that book title? With the name. Okay, so what we teach and ask is exactly how you do that. Before you go to sleep, there's a time to program your mind the most because the subconscious never sleeps. Subconscious knows everything. Subconscious 
is attached to soul, right? Jack and I in our respective house, he had a, forgive me for beating a Jack a little bit here, but he had a title. And I said, Jack, that sucks. That title is amazing. <laughs> so in our respective homes, 101 times, we say mega best-selling title, mega best-selling title, mega best-selling title, mega best-selling title, mega best-selling title. Now, in the middle of the night, you're going to wake up and you're going to have the answer to whatever. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm gonna, God, make me a millionaire, whatever. God, give me the right answer to the solution to the problem. How do I keep this job? How do I advance the job? Whatever it is you want. But it's got to be 101 times because that gets rid of the noise, right? And then you go to the answer. And this is before, remember, this is 1988. So this is before um, cell phones. So Jack calls at 2.58 in the morning. I mean, I got a little digital clock and a whole, I got 88 animals. One of my daughters becoming a vet and I go, ah, you know, <laughs> the dogs are barking, the chickens are cooking. And we're on one acre in Newport Beach. So it's not like the, now we're in Scottsdale, but it's going crazy. So we said, okay, Jack says chicken soup. I said, for the soul. So we got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. You got it. We got it. Because chicken soup is, there's 28 things that it is, but you all know grandma or mom gave it to you if you're sick to get well. Yes. Uh, yes. And everybody's got a great title for them and everybody should write a book. And But that's not today's discussion. Maybe you'll have us back. All right, Steph, I'm going to test you again here. What is your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, it's the Bible, Kevin. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Very good. This time, you didn't say the book we wrote called You Met Her Where. But it's still a really good book. That is true. And it would make a great gift for friends or relatives on their birthday or for Christmas. Friends, you can order your copy of our book titled You Met Her Where at KevinAndSteph.com. And we will make sure to personally sign a copy for you or whoever you want. And as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. All right, so Mark and Crystal, for all of our guests, I like to give a list of fun facts so listeners know what you've done, what you've accomplished, and I actually I have some fun facts for both of you, but let's start with Mark on this one, and it's going to be a lot of Chicken Soup for the Soul stuff, okay. all right, because this is incredible. So the Chicken Soup for the Soul series became one of the best-selling nonfiction franchises in the history of American publishing. The first book was released on June 28th, 1993. It's been translated into 43 languages, published in over 100 countries, and have sold over 500 million copies worldwide. So after that book was published, Mark, does everyone just start sending you stories, reaching out, out of the woods, like, hey, I got a story to share with you. Like, how do you even validate, like, this is true, it's made up, they're full of garbage? Like, how does that work, Mark? I'm going to abbreviate it and say... Jack and I had written a road and with curbs on it. And we said, here's the seven things that have to be to make it a chicken soup story. So only okay. one in a thousand that we read, we were searching for them because after we did one, we did the second helping and then teenage social 19 million. But the, the fact is it, it had to cause instantaneous behavioral change. Number one. Okay. Number two, it had to give goosebumps, God bumps, chili bumps, right? Number three, it had to cause what you called earlier a happy tear, meaning that's the kind of seven things it did finding stories that made it. And then we tested the stories. That's what most authors don't do. They read it and say, well, this is the greatest book ever. My editor thinks it. No, no, that's two people. Or you and your wife. No, 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 no. Who is the buyer? And like Teenage Soul, we tested on 12,000 kids and we took the name of the author off. So the story stood on its own. That's why it sold. Because every one of the, we had 250 stories, Jack and I thought were a 10, 10, 10. A lot okay. of them were our stories. By the way, they got discounted. which <laughs> <laughs> All yours got cut out. <laughs> but Nickelodeon tested them with us and, and for us. And I went there. Then my kids were little and I got slimed and all that stuff. So Did you? 
Yeah. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Well, they thought that was the best thing ever. The old man just got it, <laughs> right? And they got it too then. They, they said, well, we're not so leaving funny. you out here. So That's funny. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So in 2007, Steph, USA Today named Chicken Soup for the Soul one of the five most impactful books of the last quarter century. Mm. So Crystal, yes. Steph and I joke that us doing this show might be the only, you know, one of the only things we could work together on, okay? Because <laughs> it always turns into... Stop telling me what to do. And so with you co-writing a book with your husband here, who has written one of the most impactful books in the last quarter century, what is that process like? You know, it's funny because Mark and I are super compatible, but we're very different in how we look at things. So Mark is very much like the 100,000 foot guy. You know, he sees the big forest out there and I'm like down in the trees going, that's a pecan tree. That's a wallet. What are we going to do with this? Where should we trim? And so we wanted the book to be stories with all and but we wanted all the principles we wanted the the core principles of asking that we discovered together and we would write those down and then we we're just really good at kind of taking our zone and running with it so he would run with some of the stories we'd kind of give our assignments to each other like I was more the organizer of the book because that's me I'm the organizer you know and then I was the I was the executive editor I put all the stories together did all the edits made the flow But, you know, Mark just brings this like impactful ideas and stories. So we both just have our own kind of zone and we don't, I don't think, I think we both recognize that we need each other. You know what I mean? Like I I get that we need both of us and so does he. So we just know that. And then we decided to start the book with a a fable. Yes. (gasps) Yeah. I want to talk about that because with reading the book, you start off with this fable, with this story, to the point where it ends. I'm like, no! (laughs) We could have expanded on this story. So please, let's talk about this beautiful story that you created in this book. Oh, Stephanie, I love that you just said that because that what you just said is the reason we've taken it as far as we have because people would say, no, this can't end. Keep going. I want to hear it. Right? So what happened is we were going to go kind of back past that writing back and forth a little bit, maybe. I said, let me take the first stab on it. He's like, you start the fable. And I was like, I think I want to make it about a girl. And and so I was like, I don't know what her name's going to be. So I searched on Google. I'm like, I'm going to make her name be about God's good gift. So I literally just looked up what's the definition. What's the girl's name that means God's good gift? And Michaela came up. And I'm like, that's beautiful. She's Michaela. So basically, I've been, and all these ideas started flooding to me. And I really, I'm just one of those people who I like, I'm always talking to God because I feel like I can do such better work if I just kind of give it up to the source of everything, right? And not try to like, so I was like, show me what this needs to look like. And then what came to me is I've I've been so blessed to have like these kind of supernatural dreams my entire life that have guided me, like literally prevented me from doing dumb things and also just giving me insights and guidance. So I took my real dreams and wove them into Michaela's world and then wove them into the story of asking. So just to give the the listeners a little hint. So Michaela, it starts out with Michaela has absolutely lost everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, She is hopeless. She's lost her parents. Her home was taken away by the bill collectors. And she's literally sleeping outside in a grove of trees. She's in de- an indentured servant at a stone quarry. And her whole life is about moving heavy rocks from one place to another every day. And 
it became every man and every woman's story because we've all been there where it feels like we're just moving heavy rocks in our life from one place to another. Like we lose our hope. We lose our purpose. We lose our meaning. I mean, all of us have been through some version of that probably right at some point. And then Michaela just falls into a dream one night and this supernatural being comes to her and says, come with me and takes her on this journey, this celestial journey and shows her and admonishes her. And he says, you know, the key is to ask and never stop asking. And every, every decision you make matters. And so she wakes up and she's like, she just knows something's changed, but she keeps going back to that. You know, she still has to navigate through her life, but she just keeps remembering, okay, just ask, just ask. And then as she keeps remembering to do that, her life just opens up, opens up, opens up. Until by the end, as you know, Steph, she's living a, a life that's 180 degrees different than the life she started. And that's the magic of asking. It was, um, I just love that story so much. So, you know, if you want to expound on that next time, <laughs> like, you know, yes, your book is amazing. I loved Ask, but just have a longer <laughs> prologue. That's all I'm saying. Just make it a little bit longer. <laughs> so, so thank you for that. But long story short, now I won't go into the details, but Hollywood ends up calling and, and I, we dig an agent who we love. And Carlos calls and says, look, the people that want to buy it are 10 minutes from your house. I said, look, we live in Scottsdale, Arizona. You get out of here. We've been here a long time. We own some real estate. We know most of the people that are anyone. And, and if that guy was on an A-party list, we would know him. We've been to everything. So sure enough, it's 10 minutes from our house. It's yep. Pure Flix. Now, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Pure Flix makes God's Not Dead with art. We became, befriended after that. Uh, Kevin Sorbo, Hercules, every kid that's watching. Yes. Watched Hercules in, in 155 countries. So, and, and he became our great friend. But the, the bottom line is. They want it. Then they get bought by Sony for $100 million and they got to do all these movies. And it just, it's been a heavenly experience. But the best part, in answer to your question, she writes 135, 155 pages, whatever it is, of, of, of screenplay. Okay. And everybody that just read it goes, oh, my God, this is perfect. But it can't be one. It, and they say it's going to be bigger than Harry Potter. And we, we're blessed and thank God every day for that. <laughs> you guys, it's, it's, it is honestly a miracle and and when they said we love this but can you make it just like you just did can you you can you expand it and so i wrote i did extended the whole novel to 135 pages i'm going to publish that now the extended version of michaela the guy that's producing it who's with pure Flix, he's like i love this this is great i can't believe because we need to trim it down to about 100 pages for this for the two-hour film but we're going to do what their idea is to do three feature films oh that's amazing. Crazy. That's fantastic. I mean, are you just like, every time you get a phone call, is your mouth just dropping? You're like, thank you, God. Thank yes. you, God. Thank you, God. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly what we say, Steph. And it's like, I'm like, this is yours. And God made us with all of this, all of these dreams, all of this potential, but this world starts, because we live in this world of dark and light. I mean, yes. we do. We have to navigate it, you guys. Yes. And so we need tools to navigate the dark and the light. And keep moving to the truth and keep moving to our de- toward our destiny because we have those beautiful dreams and God wants us to, to bring them out. And so that, that becoming a master asker, learning the art and science of asking is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself in this lifetime. And we say there are three channels through which to ask. Ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And each one is so important. 
If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. Well, final fun fact on Mark here. Mark, of course, is a prolific writer and has even been described as the world's greatest selling author. He has written or co-written 59 New York Times bestselling books, including The One Minute Millionaire, The Power of Focus, How to Make the Rest of Your Life the Best of Your Life, and Dare to Win. However, he did write a book with the legendary Art Linkletter. Now, Art was the original host of the TV show called Kids Say the Darndest Things, Mm -hmm. which you and I, we've seen clips of that. So, Mark, do you have any good stories from working with Art Linkletter? Because he is just an iconic, iconic man in in the TV industry. Well, uh, first of all, I've done seminars around the world with Art for 30 years. Her daddy happened to own all the Kentucky Fried Chicken in Mexico with Art. So, Really? I didn't know that when we got married, but it's fascinating. Her daddy was just Mr. Wonderful as far as I'm concerned, but Art was too. He's the only guy that would walk from ABC to NBC to CBS. Kids say the darndest thing, house party, and and, uh, people are funny all in one day. You do one hour, one hour, one hour, and nobody will ever do that again because now we've got 500 or 1,000 channels, whatever the real number is when you're hitting your remote. But Art had nothing but great stories, and, and he would sit with the kids. I wasn't there when he was sitting with the kids, but he would take the most irascible kids and then ask them, <laughs> what church do you go to? And the kid says, I'm never quite sure if we're Catholics or prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> prostitutes? Is that what he yeah. said? Uh, yeah, by the way, the, the point and the reason it's funny is because the kids were innocent. They didn't know yes. what the word meant. They meant Presbyterian, of course. Yes. Protestant, yeah. Protestant, yeah. But but the words weren't there. And he, it was before the time, you and I know that there's now a delay of of 30 seconds to 60 seconds. Kind of control the goat. Yes. You know? Yes. And and the next thing Arts has to say. But Art art just, and he put all of them together in books. And so, so by the way, we could spend hours doing stories because he loved her more than me. But then almost everybody does. So I'm just. Hey, Mark, I'm in the same boat, brother. When we go to church, nobody knows my name. It is you're <laughs> Steph's husband, right? Yes, I'm Steph's husband. Who's he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're like, you look familiar. I've seen your show. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, Steph. Crystal mm-hmm. was raised in the Northwest in a family of nine children. Oh, my goodness. Nine children. What was that like, Crystal? Is it constantly just trying to get attention? Like, how trying does that work? Bathroom. Trying to get to the bathroom? Yeah. Yes. So we were really blessed. We, my dad was a, a pretty successful attorney. So we moved into a bigger house about halfway through the kids. So, you know, by the time we got to the ninth, it was we had a, a, a pretty big house and I had my own room. The four older kids all had their own room, which was kind of nice. Um, and the, the younger ones had to share. But I'll tell you, it was unusual because, you know, most people didn't have nine kids, but like we took care of each other, you know, with my mom couldn't do it all by herself. So my sister and I had a lot of responsibility, like taking care of the younger kids and diapering them and fixing lunches and babysitting. But I really, I didn't begrudge it. I I really loved my brothers and sisters so much. I thought they were so adorable. And, and, you know, I think it also socializes you a little differently because you formed alliances. You Right. I bet. 
we figured out my younger sister, Melissa, we're like, okay, we need a buddy alliance. So we always have each other's back. And we, and we created like this buddy club and all this stuff. So I really learned the, the value of alliances because we kind of tend, we tended to see things the same way. And then to this day, I have a constant text thread going with my entire family and every day we're sharing stuff. Oh, oh that's nice. Yeah. Well, as she mentioned, Crystal started a career in real estate and modeling before opening her first coaching practice in Scottsdale, Arizona. And together, her and Mark have co-authored a book titled Ask, Mm -hmm. The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. So what more can you share about that, Mark, in regards to why you and Crystal decided to write this book? First of all, because we've traveled everywhere and and we love traveling and loved all the people we've met, but we found that the missing element for most people, they're well-educated, talented personalities and all that, but they didn't know how to ASK to GET what they want. And I think you got to learn how to be a master asker. So we created a little free gift for everybody watching called. Oh, yeah. If you want to go to our free masterclass, it's thebookask.com, thebookask.com. Yeah, and then thebookask.com, we teach you how to be a master asker because we want everyone to grow up and and get their metaphorical biceps and triceps of of asking built so they can go out and and back to what you said, Steph, a second ago, was, was ask wisely we when i when i physically meet you guys i'll write sign it and say ask wisely with love but the point is everybody needs to know how to do that and if you learn how to ask wisely with love you're going to get compensated magnificently and everybody is here to have an abundant life because the my favorite line that we meditated on this week is the harvest is great yes but the laborers are few amen to that Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Well, listeners, for more information about Mark and Crystal, you can go to markvictorhanson.com or crystalvisionlife.com. You can also go to the website they just mentioned, thebookask.com. And their Facebook page is Mark Victor Hansen fan page. And we will put all the links in our show notes so you can click on it and go right to those websites. Well, Mark and Crystal, as we end this conversation, I want to publicly thank you. Because you're not aware of this, but you did something that is a first of Tell Us a Good Story. Most of our guests are referrals and friends of prior guests that we've talked to, right? And which has been very kind. We've been very blessed mm-hmm. that when we've talked to people, they've introduced us to their friends. However, this is the first time, Mark, you have introduced us to at least four friends of yours before we even talk to you, which is <laughs> Incredible. So I've had four people, four of your friends reaching out saying, hey, I want to be on Tell Us a Good Story. I love what you're doing. And Mark actually sent us an endorsement for our book. Which just blew us away. Which was incredibly kind. That's going the extra mile. What Christ said is going the first mile doesn't count. You got to go the extra mile. And and he and I just really hit it off. We resonated. We're of like mind, heart, and soul. And I'm sure all, all four of us are. The, the point is that he and I just had this greatest of chats. And I said, are you open to this? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, I got all these superstar friends. I'd love to have them share on your podcast. And and you haven't got all of them yet because I sent out 12. Oh, you did? What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Mark, that's amazing. <laughs> Well, it's just like, and then, and then after watching this, a lot of people go to the YouTube and see how both of us got great YouTube channels. That because uh, we want everyone to be fulfill their life success 
journey because it's time to make the world work for 100% of humanity. We've got 8 billion people, only 17% of us can read. That's not okay. My cliche is if you read, you'll learn to be free. Mm. Well, God bless you. More than kind to us. So thank you so much. Thank you. We love being with you guys. And thanks for all you're doing. I mean, gosh, you guys have had such success with your podcast. Congratulations on that. Thanks. And keep going thank you. because it's such a gift to people. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.